He watches, eyes still, body straight. We watch each other, both on the edge, neither in the center. Week after week I sit scraping chalk onto my slate, trying to find a way through. I'm a bird in the wild. I watch their lips and tongues opening and closing, holding, rolling and releasing. I learn to set my mouth just so, a repertoire of exotic new sounds to fit into a flow. My tongue flips and rolls and finds new ground. Softly, just peeping from upper teeth, it touches momentarily and releases, only to open an arch lifting to the back of a mouth, bouncing gently in nasal plosion from the softest, secret deep. I copy their cadence, mellifluous and lilting. I repeat the words. The women smile and laugh and nod at my mimicry. I repeat the words. There's no heart or mind in my articulations. There is no meaning. I am perched. I am caged. I look into the glass with pretty curiosity. I scrape shell on stone. I watch from the outside. I squawk for smiles and nods and adulation. I repeat the words they say to me. There are but glimmerings smudged onto my heart. I am a mirror. In late summer, I notice a visitor at the edge of the circle. He stands, distant from us all, sometimes looking our way and sometimes with his back to us, gazing across the water. The women lift their chins and push their lips forward, faces turning to the south. They touch the earth. On an in-breath they sound, Karachi. I begin to feel it is the presence of this man who blocks my turning to this language. There are so few threads to hold and follow. His gaze holds us all. Blurs my sight, numbs my taste. He is a guardian of mind and meaning and of movement through these sounds. I am transfixed. I am spellbound. Most nights, my dreams return. I fly into the night, making luminous tracks from point to point. I see familiar places, I hear their winding melodies, often I find the sentinel, I reach for him, but we cannot touch, tall undulating defender, is it you who holds my knowing and will not share, sentinel, give it back, let it through. What is it like to be a man, that man, watching, watching it all from the edge, 
waiting for the sun to slip away, then melting golden into the violet-black trees. That I could find some fluency in this tongue, I who can always taste the shapes of sounds and hear their melody of meaning, I sit on the point among the women. Smoke tendrils twist from our small fires, the salty smell of shellfish cooking in hot sand, a waft of acrid burning as a small bird is set to bake, naked in the coals. This language is like gazing hazy through a feather, like grasping fleeting threads caught in a wind. There are lines neither warp nor weft for me to hold and follow. There is no light, no flint, no key. For me there are no turning symbols for these sounds, these beautiful sounds. I am caught, I am fixed in a mirror of reflection. Through some habit of the senses I persist with the chalk, scraping and scribbling. Most of what I write is lost when I wipe clean the slate. Blown away, dust in the wind. Meg delivers babies and heals the sick. She communes with the wise women of this land. I sit here, scratching. Waning summer, fading dreams, vanishing woman. The man of stars is not mine. It is not his hand that guides me. He sits aloof in the centre of his circle, in his own time. He quietly claims his space under a dome. His mind shifts from sounds to stars to symbols. How he floats, then slips away. In my dreams, someone flies near me. It is a shadow most peculiar, forbidding. And always something calls, calls me from my yearning. Removed from the center, I watch from the edge. Weighed down by the day, I take flight in the night. The women sit nearer to their fires. They pull their furs and feathers close. I sit high on the headland, on the edge of the orbit we've made. My focus drifts to events of the place below. Today I see the flag hoisted high, far to the east. Voices ripple like a pennant through the streets. A clamour gusts through the town like that strong bursting wind that sweeps across the land from the south. The temperature shifts among us all. A new ship's arrival. I nod to the evening star and watch the flying foxes wheel and arc. Black sails on an empty sea. 
I head for home, down through darkening streets. Head now bowed, then eyes to the sky, casting to the shore. We grind on grit. I hold my loosened belly as the longboat grazing touches this strange land. The knowing of my trail through the paths and onto the road down to the settlement now stands in some disquiet. I sense a changing cadence all around me, moving with a rest of wind as I walk. The air lifts and huffs and will not settle. Even the birds cock their little heads in shock and stop their song. The first new ship of winter brings several hundred female convicts to our shore. It's now sailed away, leaving behind an eddying whirl in the cove. Boisterous and idle, lewd and sly, jostling for food and attention. So many women. A procession of skirts and arms and heads and hands and breasts and hair. Their laughter and cursing catches at my heart and clashes with my quiet. I lift my head and turn my face away, stomping. Limping, I make my way to the point. I climb the hill, renewed, and now, spread languorously among us on the headland, they feed and poke at our little fire until it blazes wasted yellow flames. They encroach upon the star man. They have colonized our place of listening. I wake to find my mood restored from dreaming. Still, a mystery, my dreamscape. I am vibrant in its calling, then it fades. I am quietened. Extrinsic birdsong, my senses dull. I am returned to face the morning. Everything subdued. Early winter sun glimmers through the boughs of my washroom. The diagonal beams, pale and wavering, cross my body. I follow their lines, curving over my breasts, my belly, and breaking across my legs astride on the wooden floor. My breath catches. Today I taste transfiguration. Ghost of a woman, spirit of a man. A loneliness dwells within me in the softened sun. No, it is wavering hope. The spectre of broken souls bent and crawling from the stinking ships. It sobers every one of us. So many dead, still more dying. So very few surviving journeys of neglect, powerless under the greed of their captors. This was never anyone's dream of our new world. Thomas's face drifts past my mind, 
smile fades. He turns his proud head away from my seeking gaze. Meg is in my house. Steaming sweet tea, seeded dry bread. So quiet today, Eliza. I'm caught, sunken in my visions of those ships and their wretched human cargo. No flesh on their bones in this cold light. Just crawling, seething company of lice and worms and scabrous tracks of agony. A stain on our history, Megan tones. Yet from this second fleet, some will recover. Strong hearts will rise among us. Stained hearts. Not worse than the diseases that destroy so many of our neighbours, strangers though they may seem, she adds. Multitudes lost to that scourge. These events and more besides, travesties in our few years here. Travesty of multitudes. Meg reaches towards me and we hold hands across the table. 